Fitz. Any guess as to who that was? Was that supposed to be George Lucas? No. Oh. So, as I said before we started recording, I'm probably going to fail miserably. Apparently, I did. Well, my like I said, my Bluetooth this does not true, reproduce true. your voice very well. True. So, true. all I really heard was like the cadence of what you were saying. I couldn't really, I mean, I could hear the words. I knew what you were saying, but yeah, it's hard the, to the nail detail, down over the yeah, crappy connection. Yeah, the details are hard to hear. <clears throat> so it's like a revelation when you have to edit, isn't it? Yeah, it is, actually. It's pretty surprising. It's It sounds way better when I edit it than when I <laughs> listen to it over the ear. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know what that is. And then when I listen back to it, it's like, oh, yeah, that sounds just like that guy. Didn't sound like that over the connection. <laughs> Uh, while we're recording, you're like, "Ooh, dude, you suck." Yeah. <laughs> oh like, yeah, thanks. You it's like, oh, oh yeah, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. That that sounds that sounds just like what you said. Mm-hmm. That sounds well, perfect. <laughs> that one there was just intended to be Obama. Oh okay. Yeah, I, I can see that. Maybe you will eventually. We'll find out. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Bye, Barry. Yeah, I know. I almost did the other one, but it's like, I don't know if I can handle that right don't, now. Don't, don't. No, I'll fucking cut it. Really? You would cut the intro? Mm-hmm. I'd cut it, and I'd say, well. Why? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I was going to say, you know it wouldn't be like, okay, now here we go, to the best man ever. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, you better be, because it would be very mocking. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm sure it would be. Come here, I want to watch you piss. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Sad thing is, there's probably a recording somewhere of him actually saying that. I know. <laughs> oh, God. Based on a true story. <laughs> Allegedly true, I guess we've got to say, so we don't get sued. Mm. He's like Voldemort around here. You're never going to hear his fucking name again. That's right. Okay. Joke corner time, everybody ready, everybody prepped, everybody good to go. I love the enthusiasm. Oh, that was, uh, a, that was a pause for the music. Oh, yeah, sure it was. That was like, oh, God, do we still have to do this segment? <laughs> oh, oh, please, God, no. Oh, it hurts. It hurts. Oh. Anyway, Doom's Joke Corner. Uh, a woman entered a pawn shop and asked to see a pistol. She then asked for some bullets. Loading the gun, she ordered the pawnbroker to empty out the register. But then she said, I have an even greater... Oh, sorry, it's a chick voice. Oh my god, I have an even greater urge! Get into the back room! 
There she ordered him to disrobe and began having sex with him. She got so involved that she dropped the gun. The dude stops and says, Oh, for God's sakes, lady, pick it back up. My wife's due any time now. (laughs) 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 Well, I think that went just about (laughs) as well as I figured. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know. Something about the voices makes it even worse. Makes it even harder for me to laugh. (laughs) Well, yeah, as I saw in person a few weeks ago, (laughs) one of them literally makes your fucking skin crawl. Uh Uh-huh. You know, I was thinking about it the other day because it was kind of sad. What's that? I had to trim my mustache because it was getting in the way when I'd eat. So, like, it just had to go, you know? Uh Uh-huh. And I was thinking about it, it's like, there's only one time I don't mind a bit of hair, and, I mean, you've seen me, and that ain't happening, so it had to go. (laughs) That was the joke I wrote a few weeks ago. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) That actually got more of a laugh than the official joke. (laughs) Jesus Christ. No, I was going to tell you, you should um, expand your shave pattern to, like, cover the whole face. (laughs) Why? I don't know. I don't like beards. Okay. Why? Just saying. I don't know. I don't. I just personally don't. I don't like. I definitely don't like it on me. As opposed to never had one. Somebody you're with? No. Well, I mean, the way you said. Well, I mean, I don't like it on me personally. It's just. It's okay. No, I mean, I don't like to have a beard. It's okay when you're kissing somebody, but never. I just don't want to look at it. (laughs) Ugh. Yeah, see, it's just lays for me. Like, I see, no. I see these memes all the time where it's like, ladies, find you a guy with a beard because if he's got enough patience to grow a beard, ooh, that'll be nice for you. And it's like, no, it just means he's a lazy asshole. Exhibit <laughs> A. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. um, Pimp spot. You got something to pimp? And not yourself. Hey, baby, what you need? Yeah, uh, how much is this gonna cost me? How much you got? Whoa. Oh, yeah, baby. Come on in to the Nerd Blitz Pimp Spot. This week, I'm going to pimp uh, something that's very timely and is going to factor into a discussion later in the episode. I am going to pimp the three making of Star Wars books by J.W. Rinsler. Can I just say you sounded really Canadian there, at least over the phone? I did. Like, oh, guys, I got something to pimp here for you, okay? <laughs> that was totally unintentional. Which is sort of like Wisconsin, too, but anyway. Go ahead, go ahead. Um. But yeah, if you're a Star Wars fan, like maybe I am, these books are fucking awesome. Oh yes, because you're the only one around here that likes Star Wars. <sighs> there's a book for Star Wars, <laughs> there's a book for Empire, and there's a book for Return of the Jedi. And they're all three written by J.W. Rinsler. Yes. And um, 
they're nice. They are like a, an awkward shape. You know, we were talking about books the other day, awkward shape books. They're kind of like almost side, like a landscape rectangle. Yeah. So they're kind of awkward to hold, but uh, they are so in-depth and so thorough in their behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, I got the um, the making of Star Wars one a few years ago, a couple of years ago. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, another behind-the-scenes book, because I have a couple of them. Yeah. Or, or you know, sort of behind the scenes type stuff, and I've read tons of shit. I've looked looked at tons of shit on the internet. All the stuff that used to be in Star Wars Insider, all that shit. Okay, so yeah. I thought I, I mean, thought it's like really impressive when you start talking about this type of shit, and it's like, dude, because you've studied the fuck out of it. Yeah. So when I opened this thing up, like uh, an entirely new world was mm-hmm. revealed. I was like, holy shit! Look at all this stuff that I didn't know. All these pictures that I've never seen before, like set photographs and concept prototype prop models. And that was just for A New Hope. Yeah. So, I mean, there's this book is, I don't know, 300 pages. Wow. There's like a minimum of, well, some of them are like full page pictures, but the pages that have text, there's like a minimum three pictures. Okay. Like behind the scenes shots yeah. and like candid shots from on the set. And like, you know, there's like several chapters where it's nothing but his revisions to the script. Yeah. And like pictures of his handwritten notes story notes and like just it's just insanely detailed like even the business side of it like uh like negotiating with fox and how alan ladd jr was his big backer his big proponent and how the movie almost didn't get made and then got saved at the last minute and almost didn't get made again and how he had like like he thought he had a heart attack on set or during the making of it because his, his health was so fucking bad because of the stress yeah I've heard a little bit about that, like, dude wasn't eating and shit. And... Yeah, like, he was so stressed that I think he ended up in the hospital. That's fucked um, up. But it was like, they they thought he had had a heart attack or something. And, uh, but yeah, it's great. It's, it's so great and so much, so much new shit. Like, I didn't yeah. think, when I started to read it, I'm like, well, this will be cool. There'll be some cool pictures or something, maybe. But as I'm reading the detail in it, it's like, God damn. Because he goes through, he actually went... I think to Lucasfilm and went through the archives, not just the archives, like the prop archives and um, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But he went through like fucking receipts and uh, voice recordings, like recorded meeting notes. Like yeah. Where they would, like where, where they would take recordings of meetings. And, like he transcribes um, conversations from tapes between, um, well, not necessarily in this one, but for example, like there's the Empire Strikes Back one. There's a whole section where it's George and Irving Kirshner and uh, fucking, oh, God damn it. What's his name? The screenwriter. Fucking, uh, uh, holy shit. shit. I don't remember uh, right now either. Oh. Yep, we're the Star Wars experts. Nah, nah, God nah, damn nah. it. <laughs> fucking embarrass me. I didn't do it. No, I embarrassed myself. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Hang on a second. I'll figure it out. But anyway, if, but between all of them and they're breaking down like the story. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. And a uh, lot of. Kasdan, Larry Kasdan. Larry Kasdan, right. Okay. Fuck. And Lee Brackett. I don't know why too. I couldn't. I kept wanting to say Kurtz, but that's the producer, not the writer. I knew Gary it started Kurtz. with a K. I couldn't. Yeah. It was wrong on the tip of my tongue. 
That's what she said. And stop uh, it. <laughs> these are really, really in depth and cool. And there's just so many pictures that you've never seen. Yeah. And I wish uh, he was supposed to write, won't do the same type of a treatment for uh, The Force Awakens. I'm pretty sure and, we talked about it. He did it yeah. and they canceled it. Yeah. And they shit canned it. And Supposedly they're still going to do one, but he's not involved. Yeah. Well, the. I, like I said, I think we talked about it, but the theory yeah, was that like he talked too much about what George wanted to do, and they were like, eh, "No, we're not interested yeah, in that." And yeah, it's like we are. This. Yeah, because I was like, "That's what I want to know." Mm-hmm. That's what these books are full of too: is failure. They're full of all the shit that didn't work. You know, all the all the money that got that was wasted on things that didn't work, and how they didn't think this shit was going to actually come together and happen until the very end. And at the end, then they're like, "Whoo." <laughs> we made it. And then they're all like, this is going to be dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then the magic of cinema happens and... Well, it's like know. that fucking video you sent me the other day, the that behind the scenes video. Yeah. Without the fucking spit and polish, just seeing that behind the scenes video from episode four, holy shit, that looked stupid. I know. Did, that That's why, now you understand why all these people are like, oh yeah, we didn't think it was going to be very good. We, oh, Totally. You know, they just hired us to be on it. We're like, what is this garbage? Mm, well, it's a paycheck. Yeah, because it does. It looked like garbage. Mm-hmm. It, oh <laughs> Until my they, God, it was bad. Yeah. I mean, it literally looks like like some shit we could do in our own backyard. I was I was just going to say, it looks like, you know how when it you looks watch like a bad little fan kids film. playing, and it's like, yeah. wow, you're stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it looked yep. like. It looked like little yeah, kids but, playing, and I was like, ugh, no. Yep, but you put it on film and the magic of celluloid and mm-hmm. throw some effects and some music on it and it looks, com- looks completely different. Yeah, you put a little fucking elbow grease into it and polish that shit up and yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never gotten my hands on those books. I've always just heard about how great they were. Yeah. And I, like, I've never seen one at a bookstore. Yeah, well, I'm they're... I'm not sure how much they are now. I'm not sure if you can get them cheaper than when they first came out or if, if they're out of print. I don't think they're out of print, but they're like 40 or 50 bucks a piece Yeah, that the hardbacks were. Well, I mean, like that Star Wars encyclopedia I have, the only reason I got that is because it was like 30% off and members at Barnes & Noble got an extra 40% off. So it was like $70. Oh, damn. And it was like... It's three volumes, that huge fucking case, and you saw it, you held it, it's chunky as fuck. Yeah, I saw it, yeah. So it was like, eh, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Star Wars books and shit, did you ever see that, like, Code of the Sith and the Code of the Jedi books, and they've got a Mandalorian handbook or something? Uh, is that like, are those the ones that were in, like, the cases yes. that open, that were, like, mechanical yes, or yes, spring-loaded yes. or some shit? Yeah, I've seen I've them. i the Jedi one. I don't have the big fucking ornate case and shit. I've just got the book. I always wanted the case, though, because it came with a lot of cool shit. Yeah. Is it kind of like a, a, a like a teen reader or like a... Is it geared towards, like, younger kids or something? Uh, I don't know exactly who it's, like, geared towards, but it seems like... It seems almost like a holocron on paper. Oh, okay. Okay. Of, with, like, the history of the Jedi Order and shit. It's pretty badass. Hmm. I always wanted the Sith one just because, you know, I digs the dark side. (laughs) That sounds really fucking dirty when you say it like that, but Mm -hmm. still. Going back to these books, the, um, 
the Return of the Jedi one. That just made me think of this. I just looked down at this picture. Yeah. Um, this this book was the first. Like, the Star Wars one was like, it was totally so much shit in there that I didn't know because there was just not that much documented about that movie when it was being made. Yeah. The other ones, there was there were always like that's when they started doing um TV specials of like behind the scenes making of. Mm. They def. I mean, they definitely did it for Return of the Jedi. I was a little too young maybe to know if they did one for Empire. Yeah. But they for sure did one on Return of the Jedi. It was like a an ABC primetime special or some shit. Yeah. There was just way more information about the other films that were that was easily found. So the the Star Wars one was like just a treasure trove of new shit. The other ones were too, but not to the same extent. A lot of, a lot of shit I, I knew already, like a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Well, it goes back to what I, I told you the other day about, or yesterday when we were talking about that topic we'll get to later. Mm-hmm. It was like after episode four hit big, you know, they were just like, oh, so this is huge. Okay, we need to fucking yeah, preserve save and everything. this. Exactly. Yeah, save everything. Exactly. But the Return of the Jedi one, one of the things that is in there that was something that I kind of knew, but not to the extent that they go into in this in the book, is how uh, blacklisted David Prowse got. Oh, they go the into that, that in movie. the book? Oh, shit, yeah, they do. Oh! And and how, um, and not just that, but the, because um, I, I think the, I forget now exactly the timing of it, but um, the infamous interview where he revealed... Or supposedly let slip that Vader would be Luke's father. Yeah, I think there was already some tension and and stuff between him and George and uh, like the production. Yeah, uh, I forget exactly the details, but anyway, the I think a lot of it was he was always kind of soured because they overdubbed his voice. Yeah, I've heard that in the first one, and they didn't tell him. Yeah, but then then they started using. Um, because he did his own stunts in the first movie, mm-hmm. he did the duel with Obi Wan. Yeah. But that's not the case in the other movies. Yeah, that was and Bob I, and Anderson, I always, wasn't it? I, yeah, and I always thought it was him for most of it, except for like the maybe the really like where he jumps down the stairs or he you know does some other shit where a stuntman might have to do it. I thought most of the basic fighting was him. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was all Bob Anderson. Yeah. You know, I I knew he had done some of it, but I didn't know that he did all of it. <laughs> and I don't think David Prowse was very happy about that. Yeah. Obviously. Um, to the point where they would stop telling him that they were shooting Vader scenes. <laughs> Whoa. Because he would get fucking irritated or, you know, he'd get irritated because he would have to get in costume and sit there all day while they were doing something else. Yeah. And then they'd call him in for like two seconds to do something. <laughs> the Jedi book goes into that a lot and the, the Empire one does too. But uh, the... Um, the Jedi one more more so even. Well, yeah, um, there's a lot of cool pictures of Bob Anderson on set in the Vader outfit with no helmet doing run-throughs of the duel. Yeah. And it's it's fucked up to see. You know, it's fucked up to see him in the Emperor's throne room with Mark Hamill and going through the duel or whatever and he's got no helmet uh-huh. on and it's clearly not David, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's really fucked up looking. Well, f- from what I've gathered it seemed like by the time jedi rolled around dave prouse was barely involved at all because yeah he had sort of like felt kind of diva ish and then george was pissed at him for the whole well yeah fucking luke starts or darth vader's luke's dad duh 
Yeah, I don't think it was quite went down like well, that. Yeah, it wasn't that <laughs> but, point, but yeah. I think he was, no, I think he was kind of set up. Not really set up, but um, I don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to say. Yeah, it's hard to discern because the stories of it change so much. Right. Because, like, there's one and story I that just, it was just before Empire came out, and he was like, oh, yeah, by the way, Darth Vader's Luke's father, and everybody's like, wait, what? And then the other story is that it was after Empire came out, and he's like, well, yeah, it's true. Of course it's true. And then there's more stories, too, obviously. But. It was the actual confirmation that, I think, wasn't it? Or was it? No, I guess it was the, I don't know. I, I, I'd have to go back and read it again. I don't remember the, all the timings of it. but Well, I mean, they've talked about it on RFR, and they've told both stories, both of those stories. And like I said, there's more versions of it, too. Mm-hmm. But those are the ones that seem to come to the top the most. Yeah. But yeah, J.W. Rinsler, the making of Star Wars, the making of Empire Strikes Back, the making of Return of the Jedi, go check them out. This segment's pretty fun because it usually lasts for like 15 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the only like behind the scenes or art book or anything along that, those lines that I have is that, um, force unleashed one. Oh yeah. That's about it. And it's got cool shit in it too. And there's like little cardboard pouches in there with cards and more Mm -hmm. info. Yeah. I always like looking at the concept art. And, and yeah. seeing where it's been repurposed later, mm-hmm. especially now with like um, with Rebels and the Force Awakens, yeah, um, it's cool to be like, oh, I fucking know that. I know that from somewhere. Just like uh, this weekend or uh, oh, tonight actually, the episode of Rebels that's on tonight. Um, yeah, they're they're some droid is uh, in the base with them, and it like goes nutty or something. I don't remember that. Just this uh, synopsis or whatever. It, didn't tell you very much but the picture i saw of the of this droid it looks yeah. just like the uh the concept c3po only i think oh, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. only i think it's like gray or blue but the it's blue yeah yeah but the body shape and everything looks like the concept the macquarie concept c3po yeah i saw that and i i knew it looked familiar but i couldn't quite place where i'd seen it yeah it looks very much like a crash test dummy uh-huh yeah that's bad you said the base what base um, chopper base. Okay. It's uh. Um, that? It's a base they found in, or a place to hide out that they found in season two. Ah, gotcha. I think it's season okay. two. It's on a planet, and they call it Chopper Base because Chopper found it. Okay, yeah. Um, I was talking about those pouches in the Force Unleashed art book or whatever the fuck it is. Got mm-hmm. me thinking. Um, do you have that Star Wars Vault book? Star Wars Vault. Oh no, the one that has like swatches of costumes and. There's a CD in it that's got Carrie's singing the uh, Life Day song too. Oh really? From yeah, because I listened to the most recent RFR and they were talking to Steve Sansweet and he said when he was doing the Star Wars Vault book, he had to get in contact with her and be like, "Hey, can I use this?" And she was like, I don't know. And he was like, look, I'm not going to use it to make fun of you. You actually sound re- really fucking good on it. Yeah, she did. She did. She, she sang it, sang it really well. And she was like, uh, all right, I guess. Go ahead. And he said there's a CD in there with that on it. Yeah. And there's all kinds of cool shit like that. I've got like the Batman vault or the DC vault, one of them. Oh, no shit. Yeah. And there's like patches and mm-hmm. all kinds of cool old shit like that. Yeah, like that vault, I think, 
it was, I think it was like fucking really stupid. I think we talked about this too. It was like stupid expensive, like hundreds of dollars, I think, when it came out. Really? The, the Star Wars one. Yeah, I think so. I think that's the one I'm thinking of. Because huh. it, the one I'm thinking of, it, uh, it literally had swatches of cloth from different costumes that were cut up. So you yeah, would have an actual, sense, yeah, you would have an actual piece of of a screen used costume, or maybe not screen used. I would have used, to but... dig mine out, but like I said, it's either the Batman one or the DC one, and it's got like old patches and shit like that in it, old promo materials, or at least um, reproductions. I think it was like less than fifty bucks. Mine. I want to say the Star Wars one was way more than that. I mean, it's very well possible. I would hope the packaging would be a little bit better because, from what I remember, the one I have is just like a hardcover binder with the pages in it. You know, like a three-ring binder. It's what I remember it being. I could be wrong, though. Oh uh, yeah, I think that sounds about right. But yeah, it was. It it had. It sounded really awesome. I remember when it came out, oh, yeah. we were talking about all the stuff that was in it. I was like, oh, that's fucking badass. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the price, and I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've, I've heard there's a Marvel one, there's a Spider-Man one, and there's a Star Wars one. Those are the other three that I know of for sure. Yeah. Speaking of Marvel, I told you this week I finally finished watching Captain America Civil War. Yeah. I had to do it like over three or four nights. That was would drive ridiculous. me insane. Oh, it's fucking ridiculous. I hate it so much. Yeah. I hate it so much. I ended up uh, finishing it... Um, in the bathroom, I think. Oh, my Lord. Isn't that fucking awful? I know. Um, I mean, just imagine trying to watch a Hobbit, one of the Hobbit movies that way. A fucking three-hour movie. That'll take you a goddamn mm-hmm. week. I know. Well, this movie wasn't short. It was well over two hours. Yeah, it's like two and a half hours, but still, add an extra half hour. That'll be fucking murder, man. Ooh. On my, on my phone. Well, yeah. With headphones in. Yeah, so I started watching it. And then it was so late I had to go to bed, so I had to stop on my own. And mm-hmm. then the other nights it was like I could watch five or ten minutes at a time. And before it was, Dad, 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 Well, I mean, the dad, first night dad, you watched dad. it, you were like, I just started watching Civil War. And I was like, oh, sweet, tell me how it is. And I looked at the clock and it was like 11.10 or something. And I was like, wow, you're going to stay up until 3 o'clock to watch this? Uh, no, I stayed up till 11.30. Oh, <laughs> God damn, dude. So, yeah, so I watched like 20 minutes, a half an hour the first night. And then, you know, another half hour, 45 minutes the next night. And then just bits and pieces until I was finally done with it. That's painful. I'm sure that that does um, take away from the experience, detract from the quality of the movie. I don't know, man. Like, uh, it was kind of a lot of meh. Really? Yeah, I was really surprised. I was like, huh, this is not doing it for me, really. I found the, that the plot was, like, super thin. Like, all the people who bitched about, like, Age of Ultron and who then would be like, this movie was yeah. fucking awesome. Dude, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, if you thought Age of Ultron was fucking weak, this movie was, like, it was like a video game. It was it was like fucking uh, Marvel versus Capcom or something, only it was Marvel characters on both sides. Okay, you mean it was like a video game in what way? All it was was an excuse for these guys to fight each other. Oh, okay, I got you. Like, there was not... Like, that was the whole purpose of this movie, was just to see these yeah. guys fight. <laughs> that was it. The plot was barely existent at all, and it was super weak, and, like, I, I thought it was kind of uh, mm, 
cliche, yes, but not, but, but kind of like just very formulaic. Like, do you want me to really get into it? Or have you already, you've probably already heard Kevin yeah, and them I talk mean, about I'm not it, huh? I'm going to be able to see it for a long time, so fucking. So, I mean, you know, in the commercials, you, you know just from that that they, they think Bucky killed somebody. Ooh la la. No, well. Oh, sorry. Spoilers, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't, sorry. that's not till the very end. I thought we made it clear we were spoiling shit. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, now there, there's a, a meeting of, well, the very beginning starts with a, a pretty weak, pretty weak opening. I thought, which was kind of a letdown because there was all that hype about Crossbones. Yeah, he's in it for like fucking five minutes. <laughs> I mean, you've got every fucking Avengers like the, character but Hulk and Thor. Do you think everybody's going to get a detailed backstory? No, 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 no. But I mean, the but it was like it starts out with them like stalking him or like trying to find, uh, I guess they've been tracking him. So it's like mid-mission before like the movie starts. Age of Ultron? Yeah, it's like, yeah, and like they've, um, you know, they've they've come close to catching him a few times and like they finally cornered him. And uh, so there's like a, a, a cool little fight sequence but it, it's kind of like meh the, the, there wasn't anything that special about it other than the the whole inciting incident for the movie which was uh crossbones at the end i mean obviously you know it's the the shield agent guy from winter soldier that uh um uh, frank grillo the actor frank grillo uh do you know which guy no, i'm talking about from winter soldier well, when he's in the winter elevator soldier with all either. those guys Oh, you haven't? I thought you did see no, Winter Soldier. the last movie I've seen was Iron Man 3, and that was one time in the theater. Okay. Well, I, I, for some reason, I thought you had seen both the Captain Americas Dude, already. just the first. Oh, okay. Well, Crossbones is the, the one is a... She, well, I mean, you know what happens in... You know, obviously, you do, because you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So yeah. you know in Winter Soldier, Hydra is revealed to have been... have infiltrated yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D., right? And so they, like, take over. Yeah. Well, this guy is one of the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents that's been working with cap and all those guys that's actually a hydra double agent so he ends up fighting captain america and winter soldier and gets totally fucking foobard and you think and you think he's dead well he's not he turned into crossbones so his so his face is all burnt to shit from being in a fire a building collapse um so when he takes the mask off he's he's this guy and i guess captain america knows it's him but uh you know he beats his ass and then He's about to, you know, they're, they're going to take him in or whatever. And that's when his, he shows his hand is, it was really kind of a trap to get Captain America close enough to him that he could blow him up because he had a bomb on him. So he he hits the trigger on this bomb and is just about to blow up Captain America. But Scarlet Witch uses her psychic witchcraft bullshit to create a bubble around him, like a Sue Storm bubble. Yeah, and real quick while I'm thinking about it, remind me to talk about magic. In the MCU. Okay. He ends up just blowing himself up inside the uh, that force bubble. Yeah. But she also lifts him up and, like, throws him away with it. So she basically throws this giant firebomb <laughs> into the side of this building and fucking blows up half of this building with this guy. Oh. So kind of like in the comics, like, she's the reason for... Yeah. Um, for, for the... She's you know, she 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 done something bad, and yeah. world governments are like, we can't have this unchecked superpower shit anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's when Thunderbolt Ross comes in, 
he's apparently like Secretary of State, I think, uh, in this. Yeah. And so the UN, like, this is this is where it started to fall apart for me. Was like, okay, the UN is going to draft this. Uh-huh. The UN can't fucking do shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They've they've drafted the Sokovia Accords. Okay, so that's what that is. Gotcha. Yeah. So. That's like the mutant reg, like not the mutant registration act, but it's like the thing in Civil War where yeah, the superhuman the registration comics. act. Yeah, where yeah, you you can you they only operate they operate under the uh, authority of the United Nations. Mm-hmm. So if something's happening, the United Nations has to approve them going to help people. Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, fuck all that noise. <laughs> Nobody's ever getting helped again. Yeah. So, um, which was Cap's whole thing in the comic? Well, part of Cap's whole thing. Yeah. Well, but in the comics, Cap was for it, right? No, Cap was against it. Tony was for it. In the comics? Yeah. Oh, I thought they switched it around. No. In the movie. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, was Cap against it in the movie? Yeah, he was against it in the movie. Yeah. Have you read the comic? No, I have not. Yeah, in the comic, Tony was pushing real. F- real hard for it. That's why Pete, you know, revealed his secret identity. Mm-hmm. And Cap was like, look, my identity's out there, so I mean, that's not even the reason why I'm against it, though. That's kind of stupid, because then everybody's enemies are gonna be like, oh, he lives in Forest Hills. Let's go kill him, his fucking wife, his aunt. Right. Let's do this. But Cap was like, if you control what we do, you're just gonna fucking put more people at risk. Right. So it was the same in the movie? Kind of. Not not really, but it was it was more like cuz it wasn't about like revealing their identities. Well, yeah. Um so so they didn't weren't going to have to do that. It wasn't like they had to register and be but they were like it was basically because so far it's really just the Avengers who's who would have been affected by this. Yeah. You know, it doesn't in the comics it's like Hundreds of it's everybody superheroes, yeah. Heroes, I mean, it's everybody. Villains, everybody's got to register, I think. Right, but in the in the movies, it's really just affects the Avengers because that's all they know about, really. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Cap is like, yeah, fuck that. Or actually, he's kind of wavering. He's like, eh, I don't know. Nah, I don't think it's a good idea. And... Which is funny, given how Cap was in like the first Cap movie and then Avengers One, where he's like, "Fucking government said it. Let's do it." Yeah, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I thought they switched it around from the from the comics. Well, I mean, I think it was like that in the comics too, where he's like, "I'm all for the government. Go USA. Fucking, you tell us to do it. It's done." And then they're like, "Okay, you got to register, and we've got to authorize everything you do." And he was like, "Ho, ho, hold up. What?" Mm Hmm. Yeah. Now, now it was like that in the in the movie too, and and Tony Tony was all about it because somebody came to him some mother who lost a son in in Sokovia an innocent civilian yeah and uh so then he had a whole big old guilty attack and again they go back to the well of well you know I built it and fucked it up so everything's my fault yeah. I keep fucking everything up does it tie in at all to the hulkbuster fight from Age of Ultron um to the hulkbuster fight no I don't think so it's mostly uh the Sokovia Okay. You know, like that whole country got destroyed or the yeah, yeah. that main city in there or whatever. Yeah. Um it's mostly that. Um I don't remember them talking really about the Hulkbuster at all. Cuz that was the big rumor leading up to Civil Wars. Everybody was like, "Well, that Hulkbuster fight destroyed that fucking 
whole yeah, I don't remember them area, so. mentioning. Yeah, I don't remember them mentioning that other than other than they did mention like the Hulk himself being you know, a threat or dangerous, yeah. you know, when they're talking about everybody's powers and you can't let all these people be out there doing whatever they want with no repercussions. Yeah. I don't know. It, it it's, hmm. it seemed kind of rushed. Yeah. It seemed, seemed, and like I said, it really just felt like, like the conflict between Cap and Tony, it, it didn't seem, it didn't feel honest. Or it didn't feel legitimate. Well, I was gonna or say, like earned. from what you're telling me so far, it seems like it seems like stuff happened. Stuff happened. Okay, fuck it, fight. Kinda, yeah. I mean, it was. It, I mean, a little more than that. And and the the whole uh, the second inciting incident or whatever is they're gonna sign these accords. This is all like within the first half hour. Good God! They're gonna sign. I know they're gonna sign these accords at this UN meeting, which is taking place in Wakanda. So. Cue the Black Panther. Exactly, yeah. So they go there for this signing, and uh, they meet the king of Wakanda and his son, who is the Black Panther. Nobody knows that yet. Of course, the audience does. Yeah. But uh, while the king is making his speech to the UN about the accords that they're going to sign, a fucking truck bomb goes off outside and kills him and... Uh, so now Black Panther's got a mean on for whoever killed his dad, right? Yeah, was his dad actually? Did they touch on his dad being Black Panther at all, or? Um, just like in like a little throwaway line. Okay. Um, when he says the Black Panther was passed down from for generations, warrior to shit. warrior. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But they didn't express they didn't expressly say that he was the Black Panther before he was the Black Panther. Gotcha. Probably they'll do that in the Black Panther movie, I would imagine. Yeah. Probably. Because um, he was really wasn't in it that much. Yeah. You can always do a flashback with that actor coming back and being like, T'Challa, look. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, so then video evidence. Of course, there's a security camera. Video evidence catches the guy who they think is responsible for the bomb. And, oh, look, facial rec- recognition matches him to one Bucky Barnes. Uh-oh. So now T'Challa's after him and fucking whatever UN or I forget what uh, I don't know the fucking military's after him everybody's after him so of course Cap doesn't think he did it and so that leads into the the chase that you see you know through the street with him on a motorcycle yeah. and Black Panther's chasing him and blah 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 over to cars and all that shit yeah which was pretty cool yeah Um, that part was pretty cool Um, I think I'm I think I'm getting a little too detailed but uh, um, cause I'm losing my train of thought now. But yeah, the the conflict between between Cap and Stark just didn't feel right. Yeah. Like their reasoning. I mean, their reasoning, I guess, did. But the fact that they went from zero to like, I'm gonna kick the shit out of you, and then uh, you know, and really the whole thing is the one half of the Avengers wants to bring Bucky in, and they do catch him, and then what it is is there's some dude who you see him throughout the beginning of the movie too. He's like getting this Russian notebook that has, I guess the kill command words that they would brainwash Bucky with. So if you repeat these words, then it like activates him, like the Manchurian candidate in him. It activates the winter soldier. Yeah, And isn't one of them homecoming homecoming, which had a lot of people like, which that stuck out to me too. I was like, 
I know. I was, that's what I thought too. I was like, huh, that's interesting that that's one of the words and then they coincidentally are naming Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, and they quickly hmm. came out and they were like, oh no, there's no connection there. It's just Homecoming because, you know, he's in high school, get it? High school, Homecoming, get it? Yeah, and he's coming back to Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but so anyway, this guy is, um, this guy is the one who's ultimately responsible for the bomb and it's all to set up Bucky so that he can get to Bucky because he can turn on the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, well, because you haven't seen the Winter Soldier movie, so you don't know that at the end... He gets put back into stasis or whatever? No, he, no. at the end of the Winter Soldier, he, he just leaves. He get, he goes off. Oh. Um, he escapes. I didn't but know he's kind of come back. But he's kind of come back to himself. Like, he's kind of in control of himself again. He doesn't... Because the whole movie, he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily remember that he's... Bucky Barnes, he's the Winter Soldier. Yeah, just like in the but comics. But at the end, he's kind of, yeah, he's kind of broken. He's starting to break the uh, the mind, uh, the brainwashing or whatever. Yeah. Um, so by this one, he's fully himself again, except, and he doesn't know this, but if this guy says these words to him, that it'll, it'll start all over again. So that's this guy's whole plan was to set up Winter Soldier so that he can get put in jail, so that he can... So that he can pose as a psychiatrist. This seems really fucking complicated. Yeah, to get in there so that he can uh, read these words to him and activate the Winter Soldier so that that now drives a a wedge between the two halves of the Avengers, between Captain America and the rest of the Avengers, because I guess he knows Captain America won't let the Avengers take him in. Yeah. And basically he just did it as like tossing a grenade at him. And say, here, you guys see what you want to do with this. <laughs> and then, then he just lets them tear themselves apart. Yeah. You know, and fight amongst themselves. So, you know, I don't know. Then the whole fight at the airport that everybody was always, that it was all so... Uh, everybody was coming over themselves for. Yeah. I mean, it had cool moments, but it was like too much for me, I think. It was just too much. It was like, this is... And I mean, it sounds really stupid, but it's like, this is just like a... <laughs> this is like a comic book. This is like a cartoon. It's like, well, no shit. That's it's a fucking comic movie, but you know what I mean. It's like, it's like it's too much. It felt like it was just, it was. It felt like a huge splash page, and you hard to figure out what's going on, kind of. Yeah, but it, yeah, and it's like, well, why is this person even? Why do they even care? <laughs> and and they even kind of addressed it, like, uh, you know, Black Widow and Hawkeye are fighting. Yeah, and you know, she like she gets him down on the ground, and he's like, hey, are we still friends? <laughs> We're still friends, right? Or something like, am I still coming over for dinner or some shit like that? I forget what he said. And then he's like, oh, it depends on how hard you hit me. And then they keep fighting, you know? And it was like, oh, no, man. This don't seem right. But that whole fight at the airport is them trying to keep Captain America from getting Bucky to this helicopter to get him out of uh, Berlin or wherever they are when when that bomb went off. Yeah. Because um, that's where they, they captured him. No, they captured him in Berlin and they put him in a j- jail in Berlin. Yeah. And then that guy helps him, you know, activates him, and and, he, and he's able to escape. And then Captain America has to ch- chase him and find him, and it's a whole big fucking thing. Yeah, it sounds like it. Okay, let's let's cut to the chase and get to the most important part for me, Spider-Man. Fucking awesome. That was <laughs> the best part of the whole movie. That, In my opinion, you could just cut out all the Spider-Man scenes and just watch those. They work as like a mini-movie? <laughs> well, no, not really. Oh. But it was more enjoyable than watching the whole movie, I thought. Except for the end. Except for the end of the movie. The end of the movie actually finally 
you know, it's the whole movie felt like just like fan service jerk off the whole time until the end. And then, then some real fucking emotion comes in and shit gets real. And then there's a fight at the end, the three way fight where it's like, that felt like that I was on board with like that. All of the conflict up until that point just felt totally manufactured. And like, I don't understand. Are these, why are these guys fighting? Yeah. You know, why is, why is it, why does it come to physical fighting? I don't understand. But then at the end, then it made sense. Then it was like, oh yeah, now some people are going to get the shit kicked out of them. And that's because of spoilers that when it's unveiled or revealed that like Bucky may or did kill Tony's parents. Definitely did. Okay. Yeah. Cause that was the other thing was at the end. Oh, I forgot this other, <laughs> there's so many like little complications or little side, side things. Like one of the things, and it was almost a red herring. Um, but they, they kind of lead you to believe that this guy is, is trying to, and he, and he does, he's trying to get out of Bucky the location of like some location. And it turns out that that is where apparently he's not the only winter soldier. There were like six others. Oh, So they were like elite, elite Russian soldiers. Yeah. And, uh, then they put them through the winter soldier program to make, to make them like him. They make you think that this guy, that's part of his goal is to find these soldiers and, and, uh, let them loose in, in the United States and, and let them topple the whole yeah. country. So he finds the location where they're at and they're in like stasis like yeah. Bucky was. Are they all missing arms? No. Bucky was just missing an arm because didn't he, it was from World War II when he fell off the fucking thing, didn't he? He lost an arm. I mean, he fell off, a, he fell out of the train over a cliff, but I don't remember him losing an arm in Cap 1. Well, I mean, but they didn't show it. I'm saying, I, I just assumed that that was part of his injuries know. from I mean, they never explained it, I don't think, did they? I don't know, man. I haven't seen it. Oh, that's right. You need to fuck. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Are you high again or something? <laughs> no. So he does find that, and that, that lures Cap and Bucky to this place because they, they yeah. want to stop him. And by this time, Tony has figured out through various means that, oh, shit, Bucky's not responsible for this. It really was this psychiatrist this guy posing as a psychiatrist because they find the real psychiatrist that was supposed to come interview Bucky in jail yeah. and he's dead of course and they found like and they found a uh, facial prosthesis in this guy's house that was the facial yeah. uh, features of Bucky so the guy had put makeup on to look like Bucky to set off that bomb and all this bullshit but so anyway Th- that dude who put on the prosthetics did did he die yeah oh cuz i was going to say that would that would be. Oh my no 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 he didn't no he didn't no he didn't no he didn't I'm sorry, no it's uh, Baron Zemo. Oh is it okay? Never mind. Yeah or it's Zemo he just says his name is Zemo. Okay. He was a Sokovian kill squad leader, or some military paramilitary guy who lost his family in Sokovia. Okay. So this is a whole thing is a fucking revenge plot against the Avengers. Oh god, it sounds complicated as fuck though. It's yeah it sounds yeah, but uh, Tony and. Cap and Bucky all end up at this Russian facility where these other winter soldiers okay. are. So you're expecting so you're expecting them to go in and have to fight all these winter soldiers that were that you just saw that yeah. were in stasis. Like you think this guy has woke them all up. They walk in, they're all dead with a bullet in their brain. Oh. With a bullet in their sweet. head. 
And the guy's like, what do you think? I really want more of you. So he wanted to find them to kill them. (laughs) And then to also uh, lure the three of them there so that he could play this tape of, because that's what he really wanted from Bucky was what happened on uh, the night that he killed Tony's parents, because that's where he stole the super soldier serum that they used in that, on those other, on those six other winter soldiers. He stole it from Howard Stark's car. The winter soldier program ties back to super soldier. Yeah, because I guess, because that's where that was winter soldiers mission was to go intercept this package is what they basically said. They retrieved this package. So then you just see him on a motorcycle and he runs his car off the road. Gotcha. And then uh, they show you that at the beginning of the movie. They don't show you till the end who yeah. was in the car, but I already knew. I already had a feeling what was what it was. They just show him open the trunk and he takes this box out and inside the box is this these packets of yeah. some shit. They don't tell you what it is, but it's like, well, some kind of yeah. serum. And he takes it back to the Russians and they're like, "Good job." So then at the end, this guy fucking drops the bombshell that that's how Tony Stark's parents died. It wasn't an accident yeah. that they got run off the that they had a car accident. That's what he's always thought was that they just had a car accident. But it was really that fucking Winter Soldier ran them off the road and then bashed fucking Howard Stark's head in and then strangled his mom. Oh. And then just laid her head then just laid her head down on the dashboard like she broke her neck. Okay. Yeah. So it was kind of fucked up. So <laughs> kinda. So anyway, of course, then that sets off Tony. So now Tony really wants Winter Soldier dead. Now it's not about, you know, now it went from, okay, we're all friends again to like, okay, now I want to kill you again. So now they're fighting for real with like some real emotional, some real emotions behind yeah. it and not just. Some real weight, not just. Yeah, not just, oh, you did something bad. We have to take bring you to justice. Uh-huh. Now he's like, and it was fucked up because, um, you know, he didn't have a very good relationship with his dad, I think, right? Yeah. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. So. The way he says it, it's like heartbreaking. Like he doesn't say he killed my parents when he says why why he's because they have banter or whatever they have. They talk him and Cap talk during this whole fight yeah. back and forth, and like he's trying to get him to stop. And and you know he's not like that anymore. And that was when he was you know that wasn't him. That was you know he wasn't in control soldier. or whatever. Yeah. And he's like he's like I don't care. <laughs> he said uh, you're delivering like I don't care. Well, that's kind of how he said it. He's like, I don't care. That's good, though. What he says is, and it was like, oh. And then, then you're like, well, I fucking understand now why he wants to kill him so bad. Well, what did he say? He's like, he said, he said, he killed my mom. Ah. He didn't say he killed my parents. He said he killed my mom. Gotcha, yeah. So he didn't give a shit that he killed his dad. Yeah. But because he killed his mom, now it's fucking on like Donkey Kong. Oh, yeah. Then there's a pretty fucking intense fight. And I mean, they practically kill each other by the end of it, him and him and yeah. Cap. And I mean, that part where um, you've seen it in the trailer where Iron Man's fighting Winter Soldier and Winter Soldier's got his hand. He's like pulling the arc reactor out of his chest. Yeah, I think so. Have you so. seen that? Where so. he's got his, he's digging his fingers in and he's trying to pull the yeah. arc reactor out. Well, that doesn't end very well for uh, Bucky because he's just about he's just about to get it out, <laughs> and he fucking fires that laser and fucking incinerates his metal arm. Oh, that's cool! He fucking blows it off at the shoulder. Okay. I was like, "Oh shit!" So does Tony still wear that <laughs> the arc reactor? Well, it's the the chest laser. I guess not the arc reactor, but the the you know the well, chest. Yeah, I mean, that's what powers the suit. 
So yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, That's I, what yeah, I mean. Yeah, he's trying that, to pull. But I'm just wondering, does he still wear it in his chest? I think so. I think he has one in his chest. Or he has something in his, because he doesn't have a heart. In Iron right? Man 3, they removed the shrapnel from his heart. Oh, did they? Yeah. I forget that part. So now so now he's got a heart like a real boy again? Well, he always had a heart. It just, he had. Sh- yeah, it just didn't work. Well, it worked. It's just he had shrapnel going to it, and the arc reactor had the magnet that kept away from his heart. Oh, okay. Okay, so that's all it was, was keeping the shrapnel from going deeper into his heart? Yeah. Okay. And from what I recall, in Iron Man 3, they pulled it out, and it was like, okay, he's riding off into the sunset now, he's done, and then... Oh, okay. They were like, no, we want to do more with him. Oh, okay. Um, So I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, it would make sense if he does, but I'm just... Yeah, they never really say, but... um. But yes, he blows his arm off, and so I mean, basically, that's that's the end. They've him and Cap beat the shit out of each other until uh, the credits roll. <laughs> yeah, he fucking he embeds the shield in Tony's chest <laughs> and pretty much kills yeah. the suit, or not kills it, but you know, um, damages it to where he yeah. can't fight anymore. And so they're both exhausted, and he, you know, he leads Bucky away and leaves Tony there laying on the ground. And uh, he's like, and this was kind of cool too, was he's like, you don't deserve that shield. That shield doesn't belong to you. My dad made that shield or some shit like that. He was giving him, he was talking yeah. shit as he's walking away. So Cap just stops and just drops the shield on the ground and walks away and just leaves it with Tony. And Tony's like, oh, fuck, <laughs> I didn't think he was going to do that. <laughs> kind of. I mean, he doesn't say that, but the look on his face is like, oh, okay, I guess. But uh, what what was the after credit scene? Oh, uh, well, one more thing was uh, the... Uh, yeah. All the people on Cap's team, on Cap's side, ended up getting captured after the, uh, getting arrested after the airport fight. So Thunderbolt got this floating fucking prison, underwater prison, okay. uh, like a submarine prison. And so all of the, uh, so Falcon and Ant-Man and Hawkeye and, oh, fuck, I forget, but uh, they all get put in that jail. And that's when, that's one of the things that Tony's like, what the hell's going on? Like one of the things that starts to disillusion him about this was like, he's like, these guys are heroes. They, they're not criminals. They shouldn't be put in this jail. This is for bad people, you know? And, uh, and Ross is basically like, well, they've, you know, they made their choice. And, uh, so that's one of the things that started to turn Tony's thinking. And he started to believe, or he started to look harder into Bucky's innocence, I guess. So anyway, at the very end, um, Cap writes this letter, to uh to tony and so it's him yeah it's his voice reading this letter as tony's reading this letter you know and uh i don't know it's some (laughs) silly bullshit but uh basically (laughs) what they show at the end is all the guards in that prison are all beat to shit knocked out then you see it's fucking cap went and rescued his team cap went and broke his team out of this jail badass so basically his letter to tony was saying you know, if you need us, you know where to find us, or we'll be there to help you, or some shit like gotcha. that. But basically, they're they're not Avengers anymore, but they're their own team. Okay. So I don't know if that happened in the comics. I guess where they split into an A and B team. Uh, that I don't remember. So then the after credit sequence is Tony helping Road Rhodey. Yeah. Uh, learn to walk again because he got paralyzed. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, in the at the airport fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they always they always made it look in the commercials like Rody died. Fucking Bucky did it somehow, or yeah, or that okay. that he was responsible okay, for yeah, it yeah. somehow. It wasn't. It was fucking Vision. Oh, okay. Vision accidentally shot him in the middle of this fight. Oh. Shot him out of the air. Yeah. He was he was aiming for uh, Falcon. Okay. 
and he missed and fucking hit uh, War Machine, knocked yeah. him out of the air, and it paralyzed him. So the after credit scene was pretty good. It was him helping Rhodey learn to walk again with these mechanical robot legs or like braces or yeah. whatever on his legs. Uh, oh no, that wasn't the after credit scene. That was when he got the. I think that was when he got the letter from from Cap. The delivery man was Stanley. Oh, okay, cool. So he dropped it off. He knocked on the door and he was like, "Hey, is this? I got a delivery for Tony Stank. <laughs> Are you Tony Stank?" Rhodey's like, uh, "Yes, yes, this is Tony Stank." <laughs> I know what the after credit scene is, but so before we get there, I want to ask you two things. Well, now I forget what the after credit scene was. Well, I remember it, so don't worry. When Thunderbolt comes in, is there any tension between him and Tony? Any tension? Yeah, like mm. over the bar situation? Oh, nah, I don't think they, nah, they don't really address that. Oh, okay. And the other thing, the after credit scene's about Spider-Man. I want to go back to Spider-Man. Um, okay. So, like, how did Spider-Man come in? How did he come in? Yeah, how did um, he come into the story? Well, okay, so let's get back to Spider-Man. Spider-Man was fucking amazing, and it was everything I had hoped for and more. Well, basically, Tony has less people on his side than Cap. Yeah. So he needs he needs more bodies. Yeah. So then you see him, he goes to Peter's house in Brooklyn. So you see Peter come into his apartment. And uh, he's, like, just coming home from school. He's doing his normal routine or whatever. Yeah. And then he turns around and fucking Tony Stark is sitting there on the couch with his aunt, who is hot as fuck, by the way. God damn it. But uh, he's there, like, chatting her up, and Peter, like, shits himself. He's like, what? He's like, what? What? (laughs) Like, why is Tony Stark in our house? Yeah. The whole uh, ruse was that uh, he uh, he told May that, Peter had applied for some scholarship or some grant, some contest he had applied for, some science thing, and that he was there to talk to him about it. Okay. Um, I, I guess Tony had been watching him or had no, had known of him, and he's I was like, gonna "Say don't say watching because that sounds creepy." Yeah, but he. Um, so they go into his room for some private talk, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds even creepier. You did that on purpose. <laughs> I, I did do it on purpose. Um, but no, they go in there and, um, that's when Peter's like, Hey, I didn't apply for any programs or anything. So I don't, I don't know what's going on. And so Tony shows him like YouTube video of like the Spider-Man and that's where you see him in his shitty, uh, like sweatshirt and goggles. He's got like welding goggles on and on a hoodie and that's his costume. It was really fucking gay looking. And he even gives him a bunch of shit about it because he finds a, he's like, he's like, that's you, isn't it? And he's like, no, it's not. I don't know what you're talking about. And uh, he he finds his little hobo bindle that has the his costume in it. He had it hid up in the up in a false panel in the ceiling. Okay. So then he starts giving him shit about his costume. He's like, he puts his <laughs> he puts the goggles on. He's like, good God, can you even see in these? <laughs> and it was pretty cool because he's like, he's like, well, yeah, I can see and I'm perfectly fine. He's like, ever since this happened, my senses are heightened and my eyesight is. He's like, sometimes I just need those on to 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 help me focus or help help like filter out all the because he got, I guess he gets sensory overload. Yeah. In his eyes, you know, like as all of his senses are heightened or whatever. Yeah. So he's like, that actually works better for me to have that. Anyway, he, he basically just recruits him right there. So basically, he just brought him just as mm, like a just another hot body. That sounds wrong. Yeah, just another hot body. Like he like he told him to stay out yeah. of it. Just to, just to be there, you know, just to look, make it look like there was enough people. Yeah. 
for a fair fight. Um, cause he even tells him in the fight, he's like, so what, what do I do now? He's like, I told you what to do. You just stay clear and just web them up. So he's supposed to just like subdue them with uh, webbing or whatever, not okay. actually fight anybody. But we all know how that goes. That Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was going to tell you about that. Do you, did you hear that line? Oh Yeah. He's like, this is a really old movie. Uh, it, it Empire Strikes Back. And then Rhodey's like, Jesus, Tony, how old is this kid? Yeah. He's like, he's on the youngish side. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I bet you're sitting there a little like, really old movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the all uh, yeah, so all the Spider-Man shit was really good, but I so, don't know. Overall, the rest so of it. Tony gave him the suit. Yeah, he's like, you're in a desperate need of an upgrade. That's. Kind of disappointing, though. Well, I mean, he had the he he had his own shooters and stuff, but um, but yeah, he gave him. <laughs> and it was funny too. They made they made fun of that too because they were like, because uh, he shot him uh, when he was leaving because he was going to go tell uh, his aunt that they were leaving, or or he was going to go tell him his secret about his secret identity or something. I think he was going to go tell her. He was threatening okay. to tell her, and that's why he agreed to go to Berlin with him. And he put his hand out on the door to go out in the living room and tell her. And he fucking shot Webb all over his hand and, and glued his hand to the door. He's like, What what's up with that? Does that come out of you? Like you know how like <laughs> like how the that, yeah. how the Toby Maguire one it was Yeah. The poor choice of having it be biological. Well, I mean, I don't think that was a poor choice really because just to save time, you know. It's just not as cool though. Oh no, not at all, but I mean I think it in the movies, I think it makes perfect sense to save time. Just be like, ah, it comes out of him. Spider bit him. He can shoot webs. Moving on. That way you don't have to waste time to be like, okay. Until an actual good comic book movie writer writes it, and he can do all of that in like 30 seconds of dialogue. True, but. Which is what they did here. Yeah. Because he's like, because they went, they went through the whole serum, how he made, he makes his own web fluid and all that shit. It all happened in like three or four lines of dialogue. It was done. Didn't need a fucking big elaborate explanation, you know. Yeah, like they did in the uh, Anne Garfield movie. Yeah, yeah, they did. You didn't need like two thirds of the movie to be dedicated to how he got his fucking suit and his web and all that bullshit. Yeah, everybody knows all that shit already. Mm-hmm. Nothing about being bit by a spider. I don't think they said. I don't think they mentioned that at all. From what Nothing. I heard, yeah, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't mention shit. It's like people know who fucking Spider Man is. Okay. I'm- I don't mind the fucking origin stories, though, you know? Yeah, well, and I'm sure they're going to get into it more in... According to what they've said, everybody knows Spider-Man's origin, moving on. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to show it, like, I don't think they're going to base a movie around it, yeah. but I think they'll they'll touch on it. Yeah. You'll get more explanation, probably. I, I don't know. It sounds like they're just going to leave it go and move on, because everybody knows his origin. Oh, well, Good. 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 <laughs> I have no problem with it. They did touch on it was cool too. They they because that's one of the things that Tony asked him. He's like, "So, I got to know why do you do this? Why are you doing this?" Um, I guess yeah. to feel him out to see, you know, what his intentions are for for having these powers, yeah. what he's doing with these powers, you know? You know, cuz he's got video of him doing like crazy shit like rescuing people from fires or whatever and I forget exactly what the shots were, but um he's like, "So, so why do you do this?" And he did give a like a really good, quick little speech of of why he does what he does. And they managed to not mention his uncle by name or by anything and yet still got across the point like you knew yeah. what he was talking about without him actually saying anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did he give the fucking power and responsibility? 
No, not not not. He did not say those words, no, but not. he's what he did say was essentially the same thing, just not in those words. It was more like to not do stuff. That's when people get hurt or something like that. If I don't do, if you don't do things, then other people will get hurt or something like that. I forget exactly the the, the lines, but they were really good and really genuine. They felt really genuine and not, you know, like a lot of the a lot of the dialogue in this movie, by the way. And a lot of the performances, for that matter, felt really cookie cutter or phoned in almost, to me anyway. They did? Yeah, to me. But the Spider-Man stuff felt really fresh and, like, legitimate. Hmm. It's weird to me, though, that he kind of needs fucking Stark to, I don't know, give him a leg up. You know, to give him the upgrade. Um. Well, he didn't want him. He said, his, he said, my, he said my suit's fine. I don't want nothing. I don't want anything. Yeah, but you said he was fucking swinging around in a hooded sweatshirt. Yeah, well, that's what it looked. Well, it was like a like a red ski mask with those yeah. goggles over it, and then a, a sweater or like a sweatshirt, like a pullover sweatshirt that looked like it had the blue and it was red and it had like blue on it and stuff. So it kind of looked like it looked like fucking really loose fitting Spider Man pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but I mean, he's just starting out, though. so he's I mean, just starting I, out I though. I understand that, but I don't like Stark fucking having to come in and give him the iconic suit, you know. Yeah. Well. Because it's one of the issues a lot of people, and I totally understand it, people have with the comics now, is that, like, Spider-Man feels like a guest star in his own book because he always has to have help to do any fucking thing. He's one of the smartest minds in the Marvel Universe, but he can't do anything alone. He's got to have help to fight anybody or solve any problem. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't read fucking Spider-Man. Well, I tried to read that new Spider-Man. Where he was fucking Tony Stark? Yeah. Yeah, the Dan. I guess it's Dan Slot. Is that still? Yeah, started, yeah. To go. yeah. I got the first, the first issue. I think was was it uh, Marvel Now or whatever the reboot was. Yeah, the last. I, I Marvel could have lost now track. Or yeah, I've lost. Yeah, I lost track of all the. Well, I mean, reboot it's fucked up because stuff, they've but, done Marvel Now twice now. I know that's what I didn't understand. I'm like, wait a minute, didn't they just do Marvel Now? Now it's now Marvel Now. Well, now it's again? the all new Marvel Now, and it's like, ugh. I was like, come on, man, just cut it out. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, I tried to read that one, and like you said, he, yeah, it was like he's fucking Tony Stark. It was like, mm -hmm. does he what? It's okay, like, I guess it's like Slot read Tony Stark his story and Batman Incorporated, and was like, let's do that. Yeah, so I, I, I didn't even, I didn't even finish the first issue. I don't think I was so disgusted with it. I was like, well, this apparently is dumb. you didn't like it so much because you gave it away. <laughs> oh, did I give it to you? Yeah, you were like, here, you take this shit, and I was like. <laughs> Thanks. Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> well, I thought you might like it better. I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm not. I thought maybe it was just me. Yeah, I'm not like. But apparently, well, apparently it asshole. wasn't just me. Yeah. yeah but no. Apparently, it wasn't just me. So I guess that makes me feel a little better that I'm just not. Sometimes I sometimes I feel like, well, am I just too old to even fucking get any of this shit now? No. No. So so it makes me feel better when other people are like, oh yeah, that was garbage. Well, I've got to say, part of my problem with it is. Like, I follow Dan Slott on Twitter, and it's one of those things why Twitter can be bad. Because yeah. you learn the people that do this shit, and it's like, oh, you're an asshole. Okay. Oh, is he an asshole? Oh, yes. Mm. I don't really want to talk about it on mic. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, he's a real big asshole. Oh. And that just kind of soured me to anything he did, because I was one of his defenders, like, when Straczynski left Spider-Man, mm -hmm. 
people were like, oh, this sucks, because it went to three times a month. They canceled the other Spider-Man books. Spider-Man was coming out, or ASM was coming out three times a month. They had a few different creative teams going back and forth on it, and it was like big time or some shit like that. And people were like, this sucks. And I was like, this is fucking fun. Spider-Man is fun as shit. And then Slot got the solo writing gig and people were on his dick. And I was like, are you nuts? This is awesome. I read Superior Spider-Man, everything but like the last two issues of it, I think. I thought it was pretty good, even though I was starting to get annoyed with him. And then there was just a few interactions on Twitter. I was like, oh, okay, never mind. Oh, like direct interactions with you? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, Although oh, okay. I did have an interaction with him once that, again, we'll talk about off air, off mic. Oh. At, Why? Let's air that dirty laundry, dude. Uh, are you? Do you really want to go into this? Nah, you don't have to. That's okay. Yeah, no. It's just... Enough said. Yeah. So, yeah, I... As if they would fucking get him off of that book, I'm pretty sure it would improve again. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've tried to read Spider-Man several times over the years recently. I just can't get into it for some reason. People give me shit, especially like Spectre Vision, because, yeah. I mean, Fantastic Four, it hasn't really captured my attention or imagination since Stan Lee and... Was that Kirby who was doing it with him? Uh, yeah. Since they left... Fantastic Four didn't really fucking do it. You mean in like 1968? Yeah, I'm serious. Those like 111 issues they did, those were golden. Everything after that, they tried to get too fucking science-y and pseudo-science-y, and it's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I I have to agree. I really like Fantastic Four a lot, Mm -hmm. but I can't really, I don't know, nobody's really, I don't think anybody's really cracked the code on that book and got it quite right. Like Mark Wade did a really good job on his run haven't read it it seemed like he got the family dynamic and the like the interpersonal shit really yeah. good and it, and it wasn't i don't remember it being super heavy like pseudoscience star trek mm-hmm. shit but yeah a lot of people seem like they they go overboard in the science and space you know everything's in fucking outer space and shit and like going to different planets and bullshit and i'm like uh what like that doesn't bother me at all yeah i mean it doesn't it's bother just, me like, but it's they get bogged down in so much sciencey bullshit yeah where you've got to like have thirty PhDs to read this shit. It's like I don't care anymore. You lost me, man. Right. And people, I think it was was it John Byrne. He had a run on it that people say is amazing. Mm-hmm. I haven't read that either. So like the other big run, I haven't read, but I've picked up a few issues throughout the years, and it's just like this sucks because they don't seem like a family, right? For the most part, it just seems like a bunch of people got together and were like, we got powers, let's be a team, whatever. Right. Like I said, I think that's what Mark Wade got right on his run yeah. was the, the interaction between the, the the family. That's what I liked about Stan's run. You actually felt like they were a family. Yeah, I mean, it was simplistic shit, but they felt like a family. It's pretty corny now when you read it, but it's corny. To me, it's corny like in a good way. Like, uh, yeah, like in a super simplistic, you know, stripped down to this is what comics yeah. were. I mean, this is, you know, I mean, that's that's like where it all yeah. came from. What I really talk about it, though, is it's like you, you get the feeling that they're a tight-knit group, and then, boom, they get these fantastic powers. And, yeah, like, mm-hmm. the dude, he can stretch, and he's brilliant, and the one kid, he's a hothead, and he can light shit on fire, including himself. The other dude gets turned into a monster. They've got these incredible powers. Chick, she can fucking... 
move shit. She's invisible. But at the same time, oh shit, they're getting kicked out of their fucking building because they can't afford the rent. And now it's just like fucking Reed Richards is working on a cure for cancer and it's like, ugh. And he's using some kind of fucking microbes, dude. And it's like, fuck off. I just don't care. I mean, you're boring me with this bullshit that he's going to use to fucking get into space. Like, I don't care. You're just bogging me down in bullshit. Get back to the family. Get back to the real problems. And I mean, that's what was great about Stan Spider-Man, too. He was yeah. felt like, you know, the everyman who got powers, and it's like, oh shit, my aunt's dying, but I've got villains to fight. What do I do? Nobody's fucking... You can't relate to people on that... Or comics on that level, really, yep. anymore. No. No, everything's so... Like you said, everything is so much more complicated mm-hmm. now, and, and complicated in not necessarily a good way, like an unnecessary way. I mean, I understand we live in a different time, so, you know, you can tell more complicated stories and shit, but they complicate it in a way that's just like, why Why do you got to do it like this? Why do you got to make everything seem so fucking heavy? Because I, I understand, you don't want it to, they're still battling the stigma that comics are for kids, but it's like, come on, you don't have to fucking... Yeah, I mean, I can't remember the last time I read, well, I mean, I can, that's kind of an exaggeration, but most of the time when I pick up a book or a run to try to get into it or read it, it's not, it's just not fun. You know, it might be technically technically good, like the art might be good and the writing might be good, but it's not fun. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do it for me. Like, I just tried to read Civil War Two. Yeah. Okay? And read like two or three issues of it, and it's like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care. You know, I, I don't, I don't know. But then a book like that Han Solo uh, series, which I didn't really yeah. have super high hopes for, because the Star Wars comics usually don't do it for me either, honestly. They're okay, but they usually don't make me go, oh man, that was fucking great. But this one did, it was fun, the art was good, the writing was good, It was, the plot was kind of silly, not silly, but... No, it was silly. You know, it was kind of fluff. Not in a bad way, kinda, but it was you know, silly. Yeah, but it was fun, it was, it was a fun read... It wasn't full of like, you know, yeah, it wasn't heady at all, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was it was just fun. It was fun to read, and I, it made me want to read it again. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like homework exactly. or like a drudger or like a drudgery. Like it wasn't like, you know, I, it didn't feel like I was reading the news or CNN or mm-hmm. something where I'm like bummed out by the things that are going on. Even shit like we've talked about this before, so I got to bring it up. Killing Joke, where. I know for you, you got problems with that book, and we're going to talk about it at some point in depth. But I mean, at the same time, that still had a sense of fun to me. Even though, like, incredibly heinous dark shit is happening, it felt a little bit fun. Now it's just, there's no fun anymore. Yeah. And most comics now, I know I give DC a lot of shit for their TV shows and their movies now. Mm Mm-hmm. And I give the same amount of shit to their comics, but I give Marvel's comics... Like, the Marvel Universe, not, like, the Star Wars stuff. Their comics, they're the same way. It's just so bogged down in so much bullshit, whether it's fucking their political shit that they try to inject into everything now, or what, that it's just, like, I grew up fucking loving these these characters, okay? I watched the X-Men series, animated series from the 90s, the Spider-Man animated series from the 90s. I watched the Hulk animated series from the 90s. I fucking watched... Fantastic Four. I love these characters. I grew up with these characters as a big part of my life. But I don't give a fuck. I walk past these books on a shelf and it's like, I don't care. Yeah, me too. That's really weird. <laughs> and That's really weird to go in on New Comic Book Day and be like, there's nothing here that I want. Mm-hmm. 
Well, like I said, the only things that really, if I was to get be still be buying comics, the only things I would still be getting are the two Scooby books, Futurama, and probably the Star Wars books. Everything else, it's like, I don't give a fuck. I just don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. You know, the last one, uh, the last one before, uh, before that Han Solo series that really surprised me was, uh, all new Wolverine. Is that with? With X-23. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought I was going to, I just got it cause I was like, like the, all the, all news were coming yeah. out. So I got like all new X-Men and all new this and that and the other thing. But I got that first issue of all new, uh, Wolverine. I read that and I was like, holy shit, this was fucking fun. This was a fucking interesting, fun book to read. It was light. It wasn't like super fucking dark and, you know, it wasn't the same kind of shit I've seen a million fucking times. It was like, wow, this was kind of different. Yeah, see, that's the problem. Everything's got to be dark. They either try to get too fucking heady or they try to be too fucking dark. And it's like, I don't, again, I don't care. And I mean, it was serious. It had a couple dark, it had some dark themes to Mm -hmm. it, but it wasn't dark, you know? So I ended up getting the trade when that came out and read the whole, that whole arc. It was fucking really Mm -hmm. good. I was like, damn, I haven't liked a fucking Wolverine book in forever. Well, I mean. Because that's another thing. I, I, I loved Wolverine. Try to read a Wolverine book now and it's like, fuck it. Or like him and any of the other books. And it's like, eh, fuck it. When I first got into comics, buying them regularly, like 10 years ago or shit, it might be 12 years ago at this point. I was getting Fantastic Four. I was getting Wolverine. I was getting all three Spider-Man books. Um, mm-hmm. what else? Cause it was right before civil war, whenever that was, uh, what else was I getting? I don't think I was getting Thor, but I wanted to, uh, I was getting like two mini series per month and it, it felt fun. And then like Wolverine started dropping off. Oh, I was getting the ghost Rider book at the time. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And then like ghost Rider, they started missing the deadlines and shit. And that kind of just fell off the cliff and. I was getting ready to drop it anyway because it started getting boring, which it's a fucking flaming skull with hell powers. How do you make that boring? Well, they found a way. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was getting Batman vers- or Batman and Superman or Superman, Batman, whatever the fuck it was called. I was getting that and it was like in the 20s or 30s and that was fucking amazing mm-hmm. and it felt fun. Then it started going downhill. I dropped it. I dropped Wolverine because it started going downhill. Fantastic Four was boring as fuck, so I dropped that. And I was just down to the three Spider-Man books. Well, no. At that point, Civil War had happened, and Spider-Man was down to the one three three times a month book. So I was down to just Spider-Man. Futurama, that was every other month comedy book. Fun. Uh, Archie, I was getting that. The main Archie book, I was getting two Archie Double Digests per month. The the Scooby book. God damn. That sounds like more books a month than yeah, I've I ever mean, gotten. <laughs> I was buying a lot of shit. And then, like, when Civil War was happening, I got Civil War, I got, uh, oh, yeah, Punisher. I was getting a few Punisher books, too, or the one Punisher book. And then I just slowly cut it out because it was boring. Right before I quit in comics, I was just getting the two Scooby books. One was bi-monthly. I was getting Futurama. Again, that's bi-monthly. I was getting Archie, and I was getting Smallville. Mm-hmm. And I was happy with that because everything else was just too fucking much, you know? Too much bullshit. So, yeah, start injecting fun into comics again if you want to get people interested, you dickheads. Uh- and enough with the fucking crossovers and tie-ins and fucking entire universe events. Enough with it. Yeah, see, those I think they should be limited to, like... Every couple of years, not... We've got to do a big event, a big company-wide event every year. No. It'd be fine if it was, like, one month, 
two months maybe a one or two month event but it's like it starts in fucking january and it's done in fucking january well i mean you know it's like the entire year is this whole fucking crossover of all of every book yeah but i think that would be fine every couple years and then every or do or just do something that's like like the miniseries that they used to do like secret wars or something where it's you don't have to buy every fucking issue of every fucking title they put out in order to get every piece of the story to know what's going on you know what I'm saying? To me, I think do your company-wide crossover fucking every, just say, three years. And then the years in between, you do, like, a line crossover. Like, all the Spider-Man books, you have a Spider-Man event. All the X-Men books, you have an X-Men event. All the fuck Superman books, you do a Superman event. Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess they always did this kind of stuff, but it just seems like nowadays it's, it's constant. It's never-ending. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now, every single fucking year, you have to have an event with 12 fucking different series that tie in for eight months and it's like just do your eight month tie in or your eight month event like civil war 2 you have a couple of tie-in books you don't have to have every fucking book across the line tie in because it's not that interesting fucking 60 part story in eight months is not that interesting in comic i'm sorry you don't need all that detail if you want to do all that detail fucking get you a great writer have him write you a novel and fuck off yeah i mean i think i think we've i think we've come up with uh the new direction for Marvel Comics, which is go back to the 1960s, <laughs> strip all your strip all your books down to bare bones. Yeah. Don't do not cross them over. Do not cross them over for at least a year, and and just and, and don't even don't even don't even necessarily have to do like like six issue arcs. Just do some self contained stories for a while. See how that goes. If you want to do like a company wide crossover, that's not a huge event. Bring back one of my favorite books. I know it gets shit on all the time, but fuck you. I love that book. Bring back Marvel Team Up. Oh, they were so good. I even liked the Ultimate Marvel Team Up, and I hate the Ultimate Universe. You, every month you have two characters that don't normally team up, or maybe they do team up. They're friends. Whatever the fuck. Every month you just fucking have your team there, you know? But yeah, I think line, line-wide events would be better than company-wide events. And then every few years do your company-wide event. That would be fine by me, but this shit, like you said, this shit every year, you've got to have a fucking six-part event. It's like, fuck off. Yeah, and then it, then it means something. Like, these don't fucking mean anything anymore. They're, I mean, I think everybody's, I think everybody can see now that it's just a marketing gimmick. But, I mean, it's just like the new number ones. It works. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I got off on such a fuck-this-shit style rant about books i don't think we i don't even think we need to do a fuck this shit i think we could just use that as the fuck this shit i mean yeah if you want we can sure i don't give a fuck (laughs) yeah i mean just try doing some individual stories again and make people care about i don't know i say make people care as if they're not selling fucking comics now or you know or people are complaining about this shit other than me we're not the only ones complaining dude trust me Okay. Well, I mean, I don't keep up on that. I just uh, just mm-hmm. tell it how I see it, and that's yeah. just how I feel. But well, I mean, like they did Spider Island, that big Spider-Man crossover, that was good. Yeah. And then they had an event of, I think they had a company-wide event that year, and it's like this is too much, you know? Yeah, it is. It's just too much. It's just too much, and it the the impact of uh, events. It's there's no impact anymore. Like it's like who gives a shit? It's almost like oh god damn it, here we go again. Where am I gonna come up with the fucking money to buy all these books now? And why do I want to? Yeah, well, I mean DC, they used to do a great job with it, like the Death and Return of Superman. 
I mean, yeah. I know in there people thought that was too much, but that was one character who had a year-wide or a year-long fucking story. Yeah, or like... Uh, Batman No Man's Land. That's another perfect example. Yeah, or... Um, yeah, I was actually thinking of... Uh, oh, fuck me. What's... The, uh, what? Where Bane breaks his back. What was the what was Nightfall? the name of that? Nightfall, yeah. Nightfall, and then... Uh, what was the other one? Night, uh, Night Quest? <laughs> with Azrael. Night Quest? Yeah, I don't know that. Wasn't wasn't that what it was called? The one after Nightfall where uh, Asriel I don't know. Became Batman. But yeah, Nightfall. Nightfall is another example of a good one. Like, you know, that was that was a year probably of of issues, right? Yeah, I think so. It was throughout the whole Batman line, I think, wasn't it? It wasn't yeah. just Batman, it was Detective and Yeah, it's just yeah. that's what No Man's Land was. It was like yeah, yeah, yeah. Detective. It was Batman. It was uh, Batwoman or whatever. It was. Um, it went through the entire Batman line, and it was like I think it was like a sixty issue thing. And yeah. now that would be the company crossover, but no, everybody else was doing their own thing. Superman came into No Man's Land and he left. He because Batman was like, "Look, dude, you can't come in here and fuck this shit up." worse than it is because that's all you're gonna do yeah. and there was a whole issue where he showed superman like we're making progress you just gotta give us time and it was just like a, a year or a year and a half through all the batman books while everybody else did their own fucking thing and it was mm. fucking amazing the same with the death and return of superman that was it might have been like two years because it was action comics superman supergirl and all the superman books with that little fucking triangle that people used to love that would tell you the number of the story so you could read it all in order. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, that was like a two-year storyline. Everybody else had their own shit going on. Superman had this. Do that type of shit again, man. Yeah, or even shorter ones, like... Uh, well, yeah, it doesn't one have of my to favorite, be two years, but... One of my favorite uh, uh, story arcs of all times, and, like, what I would consider, like, the perfect way to do like a title wide or a character wide crossover is the uh Craven's Last Hunt. Yeah, that's another great event for one character. Yeah, and that was just like two months. But it was through all the Spider Man. Yeah, books. so it was like what? So it ended up like being six or six yeah, issues or something like that. And it's perfect. That's exactly what I mean. Yeah. You could do that or you can do like I said, the big stories like Death and Return, No Man's Land, fucking all the other big character specific ones mm -hmm. that is perfect yeah i mean once you get past to me anyway once you get past like six issues or something you fucking lost me like i'm i need resolution dude like quit fucking pulling my taffy mm -hmm. you know it does you know i don't know they don't bug me when they run long it's just keep it interesting yeah well that's the trick see and you know and how i read the death and return and uh no Man's Land first, it makes it a whole lot better and it makes you appreciate the comics more because the comics give a little bit more detail when they've got those long arcs is they did novelizations for them. Oh, okay. I think Roger Stern did the um, Death and Return novelization. That was fucking great. He boiled it all down and condensed it into like a 300 or 400 page novel and then... After that, I read the comic and was like, oh, shit, there was so much more to this. Mm -hmm. Some of this shit is like, I can understand why that got cut, but still, it's good shit. Mm -hmm. And it makes you appreciate the comics more when you can find them and read them. So, yeah, 
We're almost at two hours. Do you? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to cut my segment. Do you want to tell them what it was about, or? Well, there was a. Because we teased it a lot at the beginning. Yeah, there was a um a clip preview clip from uh, Mark Hamill's Pop Culture Quest put out online uh, for the, like the yeah. next ish, the next episode that's coming up, and in it, yeah. this dude like brings a uh, an item to him, and it's uh supposedly his his actual Return of the Jedi prop saber hilt yeah and so i watched that and i'm like i don't know the guys the guys telling mark hamill that it was there's an interesting story behind this and this is just this is actually uh alec guinness's lightsaber hilt and uh they refurbished it and, and made it into uh, uh your your lightsaber from return of the jedi and i'm like that don't sound right man like i <laughs> that just don't sound right the the um and it drove me fucking insane last night looking at pictures <laughs> and comparing night. yeah and into today um, there you go. Looking at pictures and comparing <laughs> this thing in this clip to uh, pictures I have of different versions of the prop sabers. And it's, I mean, it's definitely a Jedi style lightsaber. But yeah. the, the thing that I can't wrap my brain around or can't figure out is, okay, so, I mean, we're going to end up getting into this, aren't we? Um, I mean, we can do a condensed version of it. I'll shut up and let you talk about it. One of the things he says is um, the the emitter disc at the top um, on this prop it spins or it moves it rotates and there's a place inside for bat- for battery wires and stuff and there's a motor inside or whatever and the reason is because that's the 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 rod that they would put in there when they were doing sword fights or whatever they would they would wire a battery pack to it and that that emitter would spin and so that the so the rod would rotate. And that helped um, make the blade glow in the camera, which is true for um, A New Hope. That's how they did the the sabers in Episode Four. It, yeah. Is they did have the 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 rods in the saber hilts were wrapped in this reflective material, and then they would spin. They turn them on, and they would spin, and they would film them with this special I don't know I forget what they said I, I have my book here I can bring it I can break it out but it was like some kind of specially silvered mirror in the camera and so that that spinning motion and the reflective material on it would make the make that stick look like it was glowing when, yeah. it, when it was filmed and so that's how they were that's how they made the lightsaber glow in the first Star Wars movie yeah but it didn't look real good and it didn't work didn't work right didn't look very good so in Empire and Jedi, they started to uh, like hand rotoscope it or animate it, you know, frame by frame. And I and I'm pretty sure they went back. That's one of the things I was looking for in my making of books um, when I said I was doing research before the show. I was trying yeah. to find the spot where it said that they pretty much deemed that spinning blade to be a failure. And they even on Episode Four, they they went back afterwards and hand colored the blades because which you can actually see in the movie. Yeah, because. Vader's saber is red and Obi-Wan's is blue, but uh, I mean, I guess that's what helped the uh, helped it glow. I give it the give it yeah. its glow beneath the colored uh, animation was yeah. the, was that spinning reflection. But I, I'm I'm almost positive that that by Empire and Jedi they weren't doing that spinning blade shit anymore. Well, I, yeah, that's what I mean. Because in Episode Four, you can it the color moves on the blades in a weird way. Yeah. And it doesn't in five and six. Right. So, so my conundrum is, okay, so Obi-Wan's lightsaber in a new hope is made out of pieces from a faucet and a sink 
uh, and a World War II rifle grenade and the clamp off of a uh, flash handle, like Luke's Luke's uh, like Luke's, Luke's handle is. Okay. Yeah. So they're multiple pieces. Okay, so obviously they could make it, they could build it with a motor inside and and make the emitter spin and all that bullshit. Mm -hmm. They did base Luke's Jedi saber off of a stunt prop that was left over from A New Hope of Obi-Wan's. So it has pretty much like the same pommel, the the, the little ball on the end, and the same style emitter, uh, but the the body is different and the, the... the part that on Obi-Wan's is a grenade yeah. on Luke's is like a CNC machine uh, piece of metal. Okay. It's got a different design on it. Yeah. So the prop this guy hands Mark Hamill definitely is the Jedi style with the CNC machine top part. It's not the grenade. So it's definitely not Obi-Wan's anymore. So they would have had to completely rebuild the outside of this thing uh, because the Obi-Wan's also had the back half of the handle between the pommel and the the flash handle clamp that had the buttons on it. Yeah. It wasn't smooth. It was it was a different piece of something. It was like a radiator fin or something. It, it had like uh, I don't I don't know how to describe it exactly, but it was like a I don't know. It looked like a piece out of a fan or out of a something. I forget what it was exactly. But on Luke's, it's just a smooth cylinder. That that part. Okay. So yeah. it's not just that the grenade was changed. It's the back half of the thing is different too. Okay. So my my conundrum is. If that, I mean, it's obviously it was a Jedi handle. Yeah. But was it used on screen? Was it actually a prop that Mark Hamill used, or was it just something that got built in the props department as a prototype or a, a mock-up? Because I was under the impression that um, that Jedi saber was completely machined. Like, the whole thing was, well, except for maybe the, the bottom pommel part, but the uh, the cylinder part I thought was all machined out of a single piece of metal. I don't know, I guess the question is, why would they have rebuilt or refurbished Alec Guinness's prop saber or stunt saber to be Luke's when they weren't using when they weren't using that spinning blade thing anymore? So why would Which why would that? This is where my problem with it came in because, as I said at the beginning, after Episode Four became such a huge hit, George was like, "Okay, save every fucking thing." So at that point, why would he say, "Well, just take Alec's blade and redo it, whatever," yeah. just make it happen that doesn't make sense based on everything else being saved but that one prop he's just like eh, fuck it it's not important make it something else yeah but i mean it's not his only it was not his it was not the only prop handle it that that was just that was just yeah i mean the hero they always have a hero saber a stunt saber and um i guess this they called an effects saber i guess because it it moved yeah Um, but usually the stunt saber is the one that they just stick the rod in the end of it and that's what yeah. they use for the fights. And it's got less detail and it's not, you know, it's sturdier. It's not, um, you're not supposed to see all the detail. Yeah, because the hero saber is like when they do close-up shots. And right, whatnot. right. So the Obi-Wan hero saber still exists because I have a picture of it somewhere from Lucas Archives. So that's that's actually in the archives somewhere. But this stunt saber is just some hunk of junk that was laying around. I, I could see where they would be like, well, let's use this thing. and I, And... They definitely did base it off of, like when they went to design Luke's saber, they definitely did use that as the base. Like, Yeah. And and that's one of the things that I found out when I was researching this, driving myself crazy last night was, because <laughs> I'm like, well, this, this saber that he gives Mark Hamill, it doesn't have, you know, it's not just that the grenade part is different, but the whole body is different than what Obi-Wan's was, because Obi-Wan had that other section 
of that yeah. black fan piece or whatever. Yeah. But I found a picture of Alec Guinness on set with his effects saber, with his stunt saber, and you can see the back half of of the handle. Yeah. And it's and it's a and it's a smooth silver piece, like it's a it's a smooth cylinder. It's not that fan piece. So I'm like, oh fuck me. Now what? Now that just blew my mind. Now I'm like, oh my god, this may this really is probably that. So I don't know. It was really stupid and petty, but it really drove me nuts. Like trying to figure out is this guy let's, full of shit or is he for real? Let's just put it this way: this week we've earned the name the Nerd Blitz. I, I was mm-hmm. I definitely nerded out over this, like trying to figure out because mm-hmm. it was almost like a personal insult that he would give that to him and tell him this <laughs> bullshit story about, oh, this is Alec Guinness's <laughs> lightsaber and they fucking refurbished it and turned it into yours. And it's yeah. like, no, they didn't, you fucking asshole. And turns out they may have. It turns out they may have, and I may be totally wrong. But I still don't think that that was used on screen. I just really don't. I, I just don't. Because, okay, so the reason I was pimping those J.W. Rensler books is because I was looking through those for, for pictures of these props. Um, yeah. And I have another ILM book, and I have another Indiana Jones and Star Wars prop book. <gasps> so I'm, Yeah, so I'm looking uh, through uh, all these books trying to find evidence, if you will, and uh, the Making of Jedi book actually has two pictures, a picture of two different Jedi Luke lightsaber handles. And neither one of them really look like, well, I mean, neither one of them could be that one because these are in the archive. Exactly. So I'm still thinking that that was just one that they threw together as a proof of concept or something. I don't, I honestly don't think that that was used on screen. That's my final verdict. Well, okay, then you heard it here first. <laughs> okay, I I just remembered while we were talking about that when I said go back to what I said before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't remind me to talk about magic in the MCU. Oh fuck. Okay, magic in the MCU. Hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got to hurry. <laughs> you just went on like a fucking twenty minute dissertation about a lightsaber, but I got to hurry. Nah, take your time. Did you read that piece? I think I RT'd it from Bleeding Cool about allegedly Marvel and Disney don't want to use the word magic in the MCU. No, but, I mean, didn't they use it in Doctor Strange? Well, Doctor Strange is where it's mentioned, or is one of the things they were talking about. Apparently, they did call it magic, but they were quick to be like, it's an otherworldly tool. We're yeah, tapping I, in. I do remember that part. Yeah, they called yeah. it magic, and then they kind of danced Backed around it and called it, it something yeah. else. Yeah. They're trying to say, from what I gathered, they're trying to say that they don't want to just call shit magic. They want it to be like science. Like, okay, it's not magic. We're tapping into energy from another dimension. And like Thor, Thor's not a god. He's just an, He's alien an alien from another dimension. Right. And the reason I wanted to bring that up and talk about it is Scarlet Witch. Yeah. I wanted to know how did they talk about it with her? Uh... I think is it just like she's inhuman? Move on. Mm, I I don't remember them addressing it too much. Like uh, I think it's mostly um, shit. I've only seen Age of Ultron once. Yeah. Um, in the theater, so that was like a couple of years ago. So I don't really remember yeah. exactly. I want to say they just they chalked it up to uh, telekinesis or like mind. Like okay. like mutant mind power type shit. Like not ma- I don't think they called it magic. Okay. But I think they they basically made it because a lot of it is she. Well, a lot of it in Age of Ultron is she controls people's minds. 
Yeah. And and makes them see things and have visions or whatever. Okay. Um but then in Civil War it was mostly not that it was mostly like her throwing fire and and creating force bubbles and stuff. So I I, I want to say they played it off more like you know like a Jean Grey type power. So it's just she's inhuman. Move on. Basically, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that was the thing. It's like they don't want to. They want to try and ground it a little bit more and just call it like science. And this funny, we were just talking about it's bullshit them doing it in the comics and trying to get too heady, but they're not going deep into it in the movies. Yeah. But yeah, they're trying to stay away from just being like, it's spooky magic. And they even brought up that um, line from uh, Thor where they... Oh, yeah, what you call magic, we call science. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I I guess I'm okay with that, but to completely be like, there's no magic. Yeah. Like, I I don't, I don't get the point. I don't, I don't understand what they're trying to accomplish. You know what I mean? Like, you've got, you've got super soldiers and fucking this fantastic technology and stuff. Why, why is magic not believable? Well, I... You You have aliens from outer space coming and, but magic is... Nah, we're not going to do that. To me, what it seems like mostly is like they want to keep it sci-fi and not fantasy. Mm. You know how like in novels, there's a strict line between what is sci-fi and what is fantasy? Yeah. It it seems like that's what the whole idea is behind it. Well, yeah. Honestly, strict sci-fi is usually kind of boring. Oh, yeah. I mean, anything that tries to be strict like that can get boring. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was all about that. I hurried, okay? Hmm. Are we good? Interesting. Yeah, it wasn't it was pretty interesting and it gave me a think for a few minutes. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah. Uh since we already did a fuck this shit, you wanna just move into whoring and thank yous? Yeah, probably. Oh wait, did I speaking of the old Stan Lee stuff? Yeah. First of all, did we talk about his birthday in the last episode? Because it happened over Christmas or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, he just turned, what, 94? I think so. Fucking hell, dude. I think we may have talked about it because we were talking about his hearing going and that dude from Do You Want to Be Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. But I don't okay, remember anyway. if we talked about it specifically, but go ahead. But anyway, you talking about that and, and us talking about how lame, how hard it is for us to get into comic books nowadays made made me want to uh, go back and read my Masterworks stuff, which made me think of my Spider-Man Masterworks that got ruined by my kid. <laughs> which made which made me remember I just replaced it. Oh, did you? Yes, I did. A couple of weeks ago, I finally found one on eBay that wasn't fucking ridiculously expensive. I think it was only like fifteen bucks or something. And how many issues is in that? Um, I don't know. It's upstairs. I'd have to go. I'd have oh, to go look. Okay. A bunch, ten probably. I think ten. Yeah. That's what the Barnes and Noble ones I got were. It was. 10 yeah, I think issues. it's the same one. Yeah, I think it's the same one. It's just that your cover looks a little different. Yeah. Well, mine were printed specifically for Barnes & Noble. That's probably the difference. Yeah. Yeah, it's badass, dude. Oh, I know. I know. I was really bummed when that got messed up. Oh, I know. We talked and about I just it. And I just let it go because I'm like, yeah, I'll just buy another one. They're only 15 20 bucks. And then yeah. Then I was like, oh, wait, they're out of print. Oh, look, everybody wants like $100 for these now. Go mm-hmm. fuck yourself. I would like to get the rest of the essentials that... Marvel did the coloring book like ones I told you about. Uh huh. Because I'm only missing like I think three of Amazing and then two of uh Spec Spidey. Yeah. Hmm. But those are out of print now too, so it's like, well, motherfucker. Yeah. Those were great. I wish I could have got more of those from Fantasy Shop. Yeah, you should check. Uh, well, I mean, we'd have to go together probably because it's up here. But that Newcastle. Yeah. They've got a bunch of essentials like on their clearance or their reduced price rack or whatever. 
Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they'd have anything you need, but they have tons of shit. Well, Moe's used to, every free comic day, Moe's used to, like, put up two tables just with stacks of the motherfuckers. And I yeah. got a couple of them like that for five bucks. Yeah. Yeah, that's about what, probably what they cost there. But, like I said, they're all out of print now, and I was, I had hopes of getting, like, some of the Thor ones, some of the Hulk ones, but now it's like, you catch what you can get and be happy, and you know me, I'll fucking sit and stare at something for 12 years because I don't have all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, anywho, Okay, let's... back to what you were saying before I interrupted you again. This is my, like, my episode to interrupt you. Fitz strikes back. Yeah. Like I said, I've done it for fucking 21 episodes now, plus 19 or 21 episodes of Book Club, so you're good. <laughs> um, I, Real quick, I wanted to say something, though, because in the past week or so, I've had a bunch of people tell me this. We've had people tell both of us publicly, so I just wanted to address this. Guys, don't be afraid to RT our shit just because we all follow the same amount, or we all follow the same people, Okay. Because I've noticed lately, we're, like, not getting any fucking RTs on our shit on the pod. And it's like, if you if you guys really like this shit, which maybe by this point you've fucking grown to hate us and you've stopped listening. I don't know. And we're just talking to ourselves and having fun for ourselves, which is fine. But if you really like this and you want us to grow and you want to encourage us to do more shit, again, we've, we're going to be launching the commentary soon. We just recorded clue last week. We're going to be recording cyber chase next week, which I, that might be a spoiler, but guess what? It's coming. We want to do comic conversations. If you guys want this shit, RT and help us spread around. It doesn't matter if we all follow the same people. You never know. Your one RT might fucking hit somebody who we all follow, who didn't know we released a new episode, okay? That's all I had about that. I just wanted to <laughs> put that out there because people are like, oh, I'm sorry, I'd RT more, but we all follow the same people, so I don't really see a point. And it's like, well, <laughs> even if you catch catch one new person who didn't know a new episode was out, that helped. But anywho, um, let's see. Thank you. Thanks to J. Sarge for our theme song. Um, Let's see, which one of his sites do I want to pimp? Well, let's not do sites this time because the other person I've got to thank, I don't have a site for her. So next time I'll write down the site and I'll pimp a site for everybody. Everybody gets one. You get a site and you get a site. Look under your chairs, everybody gets a site! That was my Oprah. Uh, yeah, I got it. Just want to make sure. Yep. Got it. Can't wait to hear that one in the playback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> um thanks to at sherry says for our logo and then we have a new thank you we do we do because there's big things coming thanks to at jp montgomery oh yeah if you follow yes. us you should know fucking jess and her work i saw those ones you i saw those ones you retweeted today yeah they were hot af as the kids say <sighs> god the kids disappoint me so much i don't know they were right about that picture Yes, but the way they fucking do shit now. Trust me, yeah. kids are going to be one of my fuck this shits at some point. But yeah, oh wow, right? Mm-hmm. And that chick, I think her name is Tasha, maybe? You may see her in, in a shirt sometime. Maybe. I can't confirm that because I'm not sure yet. Mm -hmm. But you may see that at some point. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Jess, if you follow us, you should know 
Jessica and all the shit she does. She's a photographer. She does a lot of good shit. Check her stuff out. Again, it's at JP Montgomery. And I, I didn't choose her other at to promote because I'm not sure how to pronounce it. So rock and roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one's there's easy. A, there's a link on our site, too, under Friends of the Nerd Blitz. Yeah. So she's on there now, too. Yes, and there's a post we put up with uh, the other pictures that she did in that shoot with the Christmas hat. She did a couple more pictures uh, Mm -hmm. with Logan in that shoot, and some of them it's like, oh my god, she's so heartbreakingly cute. I know, she's cute AF, as the kids would say. Stop it. I will not. You're going to, I'm going to start Brittany and you for that's what she said, and AF. I'm going to keep going AF. You need to stop. You're such a fucking dick. I think the word you're looking for is dad boner. Honey, tell him he's a dick. Hi there, you're being a dickhead, boy. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. I'll be quiet now. There we go. You better learn your lesson or it's going to keep happening. That's not a tag team you want in your ears, man. Or anywhere. Yeah. In my anything. Exactly. So watch yourself, son. Um, our shit. Now I need to whore our shit. But yeah, check out Jay, Sarge, Sherry, and Jessica's stuff. Because they're all three awesome. Right? Right. Aren't you sure they're awesome too? I didn't think it needed me uh, to pipe in on that, but... I don't know. It seems like I'm talking to myself sometimes, so I'd like to have you reply and tell them, yes, they're awesome too. Yes, they're awesome too. Yes, that's a little bit of Stewie for you. <laughs> Probably not great, but I don't care. At least I'm trying. Let's move on to all shit now. You want to hold all shit? I, I don't know what's going on. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're wrapping up because we're fucking falling <laughs> off the cliff. Clip? Cliff. Okay, us. This is all about us now. Um, if you want yourself some merch, go to redbubble.com slash people slash nerdblitzpod slash shop. You can find... Any Who shirts there, you can find the pod logo there, and there might be something else coming soon. Who knows? I don't know. Could it be? It might happen. Oh, my God. Uh... <laughs> Jesus. Uh, um... <laughs> Somebody didn't take their medicine this morning. Uh... And just imagine, or just think, that's the shit that I let out. Pretty frightening. Imagine the shit that's going on up there. Anyway, search Nerd Blitz on YouTube. We've got a lot of fucking B-roll up there. I mean, by the time you hear this, there'll be B-roll from 19.5. There'll be B-roll from episode 6 of Book Club. We've got a mini episode up there. It's all kinds of fun shit. You're missing out if you're not checking YouTube. Um, So yeah, search Nerd Blitz on YouTube. Uh, Get the camping trip or the Nerd Blitz pilots. You can get both of them for $9, and it's like, I think it's over seven hours of content, but we'll just say it's over six and a half hours because I know that for sure. Or over six hours, I know that for sure. Yeah. But all together, it's only nine bucks and you get six plus hours of content, so not a bad deal. Um, That's tsdjproductions.bandcamp.com. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. We're part of the High Altitude Podcast Network at highaltpod.net. Which, by the time this comes out, I should have recorded an episode with them. I had to cancel last week because some shit came up, but we're hoping to reschedule, and I should record it by the time this comes out, so check that. 
Um, cool. That's at the Mr. BS show. Cross promotion. Yeah, bitch. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> we're on SoundCloud too. And of course, nerdblitz.com. Don't be afraid to go to iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever they let you comment and comment on our shit. Tell tell us what you think. Or fucking hit us up on Twitter. I'm at the Scooby Doom. You're at Fitzman73. And I'm totally famous, so you all know me already. Oh yeah, I mean he's Fitzman. We all know this. I mean Yeah. Which we should talk about that finally. We've been I've been dancing around it for like a year. We should talk about that in episode 26. Okay. Because, yeah, we're prepping our one-year show. And if it all goes to plan, there's going to be some fun shit in that, too. Yeah. We got stories Special guests, tell. perhaps? Yeah, maybe. Special guests. Maybe. We got stories we want to tell. Some secret origins type shit. Okay. You know that. Do we? Yeah. Because we already got the title for the episode, remember? Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I remember now. <laughs> okay. I remember um, what you're. I remember. Okay. Together. Okay. We're... Okay. Okay. I got it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Grandpa. Keep up. Yep, I got it. Together we're at Nerdblitz. Tap tap tap. Let's try that again. Together yeah. we're at. Keep it. Nerd keep Blitz it together, pod. Grandpa. No, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I've got thirty-eight characters in my voice arguing or in my head arguing right now. So don't fuck with me. <laughs> it's hard to control the one that's supposed to be coming out um together we're at nerd blitz pod so fucking comment on itunes or soundcloud or wherever you can comment or just fucking hit up hit us up on twitter and be like hey that was super okay okay <laughs> <laughs> that was surprisingly not awful <laughs> it's you know funny. shit like that that says a lot about our both of our mindset that it's like, it was super okay at the same time. Uh-huh. And I guess that's everything. Oh, okay. Given the way the world's going now, and as we touched on earlier, I feel we kind of need to put this out there. So I just want to say what I end everything on my site with, and if you want to cut it, you can cut it, but the fucking world sucks enough, people. So do everything you can to try to make it a little bit better. Even if it's just a fucking smile to a stranger who you can tell is having a bad day. We need it now more than ever. So try to be just a little bit less shitty, okay? Say bye. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's... Try to, try, to be, try to be nicer to people. Don't be so shitty. Say bye. <laughs> well, there was a pause there and you're like, what should I do? No, I didn't know if you were done. No, I was done. That's that's how oh, okay. I end every post on my site. It's like, the world sucks enough. Do everything in your power to make it a little bit less shitty. For some reason, I'm over here noticing that I'm moving my hands like Howie Mandel. <laughs> <laughs> See, you got me turning into Howie Mandel here. You should have said bye. Bye. Come back next time. Uh, our sanity depends on it. You know, tie it back to the beginning. Uh-huh. Got it. Obama. That... Yeah. Got it. Thanks, Obama! (laughs) (laughs) This has been a feature of JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions.